Hello nerds and welcome to this episode. You know what I really love? Crime. Crime stories. Whether true crime or fictional, I love both. I don't do crime in real life, obviously. Only with Greg and Night in the Woods, but that's a game, so it's fine. And in this episode, I'm not gonna talk about the game, but about books? Whomst would have thought? Starting with a few books by Agatha Christie. Her stories are just incredible and since there's now a movie about this particular novel, I'm gonna start with Death on the Nile. Hercule Poirot is about to be on vacation on a tour along the Nile River on board of the steamer Karnak. His break soon ends when he is approached by the successful socialite Linné Doyle. She fears that her former best friend Jacqueline de Belfort is stalking her. Linné has recently married Jacqueline's fiancé, Simon Doyle, which made Jacqueline not particularly happy, but quite resentful. Understandably, kind of. He tries to unsuccessfully convince Jacqueline from pursuing her plans. She still somehow manages to follow the married couple and boarded the steamer. Linné has a near-death experience before she gets shot in the head a few days later. Of course Jacqueline is accused of having shot her old friend, but did she do it? Why she was upset about her friend marrying her fiancé, she still cared about Linné and seemed to be quite devastated when she heard the news about what happened to her. If she really did shoot her, Linné had it coming. She wasn't exactly nice, so I didn't like her very much. And this was one of Agatha's best works, in my opinion. The storytelling was phenomenal and I enjoyed getting to know the characters. I couldn't put it down and I'm glad that there's gonna be a movie. Let's just hope that they did mess it up somehow. The next novel is And Then There Were None. We all know the trope where a group of people go into a hotel and after a while they notice that they can't get away because of a snowstorm, a lack of signal or something like that. Then one morning they discover that one of the group is dead. And it wasn't a heart attack, it was murder. And now they realize that there's a murderer in the midst. But who? Well, depending on how well of an author it is, it's either completely obvious or, like in Agatha's case, the reader has no clue who the killer might be, throwing suspicions around like the characters in the book. I've read a book with the same trope by another author a while ago, and that one was incredibly boring and the characters all had just one character trait so I didn't didn't know whether I'd like Chrissy's book or not but it's one of the best stories in my opinion so I guess some authors just are better at writing this trope I guess 
In the book, eight people received an unexpected personal invitation to stay on a small, isolated island. Already a good start. Arriving, they meet two people who give them instructions, and in their rooms they find a framed copy of the nursery rhyme, Ten Little Soldiers. And then before dinner, they notice that there are ten soldier figurines on the dining room table. What a coincidence. To make it even weirder, a graphone record plays during dinner, accusing each of them of murder. The guests, of course, have been tricked into coming to the island. Who would have thought that? And they find that out pretty soon. The boat, which delivers supplies, also stopped arriving. Their situation gets pretty bad real quick and soon the murders start. Each murder fitting a verse of the nursery rhyme and the soldier figurines start disappearing one after the other with each murder. I don't know what else to say about it. It's a crime story. People die. It was written by Gotha Christie. It's amazing. Murder on the Orient Express Another book I dearly loved. Poirot, after receiving a telegram telling him to return to London, books a compartment on the Orient Express. The American businessman Ratchet recognizes him on the train and asks him for protection. Apparently, he has received quite a few death threats, but Poirot refused. The first night in the train, some pretty strange things happen. Poirot is awakened by a cry from Ratchet's compartment next door. The train's conductor checks it out, but it was nothing. Poirot gets told that the train is stuck in a snowdrift before he hears a loud thump next door. He then goes to sleep. The next morning he gets informed that someone died, but who? Well, Ratchet of course. He got stabbed. Not once, but 12 times. Someone really wants to make sure he doesn't wake up again. And since there was no way for the murderer to escape in the snow, they were still on the train. Again, a wonderful story. Throughout the book it grabbed my attention and I never would have guessed what happened in that night. There's also a movie about it, but I haven't watched it yet. I'm not really good with watching movies. I kind of procrastinate a lot and then I end up never watching the movie I wanted to watch because I'm just too lazy to watch a movie and I don't know if I'm ever gonna watch it. Maybe at some point. The next book on my list is Appointment with Death. Already a promising title. The only appointment I'd go to without hesitation. <laughs> the book starts with the Boynton family. Mrs. Boynton is such an awful, unpleasant person. It is not a surprise that she was the one who got killed later. Within the family, there are quite a few things that get revealed throughout the book. First though, the dead body of Mrs. Boynton is discovered with only a needle puncture in her wrist. Now Poirot, who coincidentally overheard someone saying, you see, don't you, that she's got to be killed, 
claims that he needs nearly 24 hours to solve the mystery by just interviewing the suspects. The plot thickens as suspicions arise and the family members blame each other, surprisingly. That one was really fun to read. Poirot only having 24 hours just added to the suspense and it didn't get boring once. I loved reading about what the characters had to say and how Poirot solved it in the end. Of course he solved it. I don't think that there's a book where he doesn't solve a mystery. Would be fun though. If the main character died and the bad guy took over the plot, I'd read the heck out of that. Anyway, that's it about this one since I don't know what else to say without giving any major things away. Next one. Crooked House. That was one of the first ones I read of Agatha's books. And that is also the one I got on the day I had my job interview in the bookstore where I'm an apprentice now. Anyway, Charles Hayward returns home to be reunited with his girlfriend Sophia Lenoites. Upon arriving home, though, he reads a death notice in the newspaper about Sophia's grandfather. It is revealed that he didn't die of old age, but he was poisoned with his own medicine. <gasps> Hayward later agrees to help his father, who works for the police, to investigate the crime. He becomes a house guest at the place where the grandfather died and there he talks to the others, hoping that one might slip up and give him a clue. It's a little tricky since all the family members knew of the eye medicine. They all had a motive and opportunity, but one thing they did not have. None of the family members had an alibi. Would have been so easy if the murderer was caught within the first 50 pages. Gotta give a clue here and there, but never too many. Otherwise, the crime is solved too quickly. The motives are, by the way, mostly money, of course. What other motive is there to have besides money? There's also a 12-year-old child in this house and I found her incredibly annoying. I don't know, children in books, especially in crime stories, are either the most insufferable people or they're alright. Anyway, it's been a while since I've read the book, but I only have fond memories of the story. It was delightful to get to know this dysfunctional family. <laughs> Loved it. The next book, Elephants Can Remember, Love Elephants. Ariadne Oliver got invited to a literary lunch. She doesn't want to be here but also doesn't know how to leave. Same. <laughs> there she gets approached by a woman whose son is engaged to Ariadne's goddaughter Celia Ravenscroft. This woman questions Ariadne if she knows more about the death regarding Celia's parents, whose death was quite a weird story. It happened 12 years ago when Margaret Ravenscroft and her husband were found dead near the manor house. Both had been shot with a gun found between the bodies which only had their fingerprints. It was impossible to tell if it was suicide or murder. 
Mrs. Oliver hasn't thought about it for a while, but now it doesn't let her go. She talks first to Celia, who she hasn't talked to for a while, and after that she tells her friend Poirot about her situation. Both talk to old witnesses and find out that Celia's mother on four wigs, which in their eyes were too many wigs for one person, which isn't their place to say, but anyway. After judging the dead woman for having too many wigs, they discover that their dogs suddenly started biting the wife a few days prior to her death. In this story, there are a bunch of plot twists and you find out a lot of things about this family which was a lot of fun. I was intrigued pretty quickly by the weird mystery around those people's death in the past and it didn't get boring once. Can only recommend her books, some of them. Th there are some that I didn't like as much, but this episode is about the ones I actually enjoyed, so there you go. And that's it with this episode. And I don't know if you've noticed, I hope you did, but I have a microphone now. It was so much fun to record with it, I love it. I was really excited to record this one. Also, I've already recorded the episode for March. That one, however, was recorded without the microphone, so it's gonna sound a little different. The next episode is gonna be a little historical, so stay tuned and until then, goodbye!